yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers. Are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off The Mat Podcast. Each week, your host, Jessica Cross, dives into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take your business from A to B and have some fun along the way. Grab some tea and pull up a seat. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Marketing Off The Mat. It's Jessica. I'm so glad that you're here because I am sharing this incredible episode that I recorded with my friend, Angelica Govert. She is the yoga celebrity on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and her podcast is also called The Yoga Celebrity. I love it. Angelica has been teaching and practicing for over 37 years. So incredible. She has founded one of the largest studios in Nevada, and she has also traversed into the online yoga teacher world. She shares all of her incredible knowledge, not only from teaching and learning from the yoga greats, but as she has moved in different phases of her business, she has an incredible story of triumph and loss, and you're just going to love her. I'll give you a warning. There is a mention of suicidal thoughts in this episode. And if that is sensitive for you, I invite you to fast forward a bit through the middle of the podcast towards the end. And she gives us really her full heart. She is giving us a full window into her life, no holds barred. And I just absolutely love that about her. So let's dive in. Hey, Angelica, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on today. I'm super excited to be here. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm so glad that you're here too. And I've just been waiting for this chat and I know everyone is just going to soak it all up. It's going to be so great. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I'm really, I'm filled with gratitude for you. I'm so glad that we connected on Instagram. Isn't it funny? Universe just brought us together and now here we are. I know. I love that. So good comes from social media. It's true. Finding more and more good now. I was very like, I did not like social media for a very long time. And I tried to get off of all of it, but I actually am finding like real connections and, and people that come to my training that I met on Instagram. I just had someone sign up for my 200 hour yoga teacher training the other day. And she was someone that Instagram, like, you know, they have this new thing on Instagram where they're putting in people you don't know into your feed. She was someone that just was suggested in my feed and we connected right away. Her and I are like really great friends. And she, you know, like she was like, I'm so glad I found you. And I'm like, I think you're awesome. I'm really glad to connect with you. And so we're, she's doing my online yoga teacher training from way up in Northern Canada. She lives off grid, like way up there. And here I am in, you know, Las Vegas, Nevada, and we're, I'm teaching her how to be a yoga teacher. It's incredible. And it's all, it's all Instagram. Thank you. Instagram. I, love it. I love it. I know for, <laughs> for the people that are listening who are like, Oh, I just hate social media. Like it's okay. Like there's some, there is some benefits. Yes. There's, there's all the shady stuff with the algorithm and the algorithm actually could deliver a client directly to your feet. <laughs> so. It just happened to me. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And she's like my ideal client too. Like she's like the person that I want to work with, you know, the kind of people that I really enjoy connecting with. So, you know, you it can't be mad. Better. Yeah. You can't be mad. <laughs> that does not get better than that for sure. So oh, that's, I love that. It's so awesome. So you talked a little bit about your, your past with social media, but I want to know more. So tell, tell us, we heard a little bit in the intro, but I know that's not going to even scratch the surface. So tell us, tell us your story. I know it's so interesting and how it brought you to today. So I grew up on a farm um, and when I was about 11 years old, I read this book on yoga by the Shivananda Yoga Institute. And I read this whole book and it had like different yoga poses and it talked about yoga lifestyle. And it was like, if you want to be a yogi, you don't want to eat meat because you're eating the fear, pain and suffering of animals. So I'm growing up on this hog farm. And all of a sudden I say to my family, Hey, guess what? I'm a vegetarian now. Um, and I really liked Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney and they were both vegetarians. So I was like, well, there's other people doing it. So it's okay. So my family's like, you're a weirdo. This is so crazy. But there I was with my tomato soup and my 
macaroni and cheese, being a vegetarian. And then later on, I became a vegan. But back then, you know, this was 37 years ago, that people weren't really um, vegans, that wasn't really a thing. So but, you know, in the traditions of yoga, ahimsa is the first step, which is nonviolence, not eating meat. And so you want to have this clean body so that you can have a peaceful mind that allows you to meditate. So I'm reading this in this book. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I am doing these yoga poses and I'm doing this yoga philosophy. And I'm like, this is amazing. So I've been practicing yoga since I was 11 and I really felt connected to it right away. And I think it's kind of a, you know, Krishna says that if you have done yoga in a past life, you'll be drawn to do it in this life. So I feel like, especially having visited India now, specifically Varanasi, um, which is formerly called Benares, where people go to break the cycle of reincarnation, they die there so that they can break the cycle of reincarnation. It's where the Buddha walked along the water to like, um, connect with everyone. And having gone there now, I like deeply believe in reincarnation. And um, I do think that like, we've all lived many lifetimes. And in my past lifetimes, I was into yoga. And so that's just where my spiritual journey is now in this path. And so, um, at a very young age, I really connected with it. And then when I was in college, I started practicing Ashtanga yoga and I really got into Ashtanga. I actually practiced with Patabi Joy, which is like such an incredible blessing. How amazing is that? I'm sad. I never got to practice with Iyengar. Um, he died in 2015. Um, so I never, or maybe 2014. But I never did get to practice with him, but I did get to practice with Patabi Joy, which is like, it, he was so intense. He had this like real intensity to him. And I uh, was sitting there and just staring at him and he looked at me and it was like, he looked through me. And it was this weird thing because that morning, you know, we were going to go, we were going to go practice with him. And that morning I um, was about to oversleep and he came to me in my dream and he said, wake up. And I just woke up and I was like, oh my God, we got to go. We were going to be late. <laughs> so we drive, I was living in Florida at the time. So we drive down to Isle Murata and we go and practice them and uh, at the Ashtanga Yoga Institute. And so that's how I got into Ashtanga. And I had always really wanted to own my own business. And I was working in retail. I, I've been working, I've been working in retail since I was like 16 years old. And so I learned all these different business trick. So by the time I was 28, I'm running 22 stores and like 30 million in, in business for a retail company called L'Occitane. It's like French shower gel, bubble bath, body lotion, L apostrophe O-C-C-I-T-A-N-E. Some people call it Locatane, but it, it's L'Occitane. The Texan um, in means, me wants to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it means the young woman from the South of France. So, um, Anyhow, I worked for them for a very long time and I worked for the limited, you know, everybody wanted to work for the limited, like that was like the place. So I actually really enjoyed working for them. And they taught me a lot about systems, how, when you own a business, you want to have systems for everyone. There's a way in which we close up the store. There's a way in which we greet a customer. There's a way in which we sell to the customer. There's a, there's a pathway for the customer. There's you know, there's a, a way in which we show clothing. There's how many items that we show and everything is a system. How we check people out is a system. How we put things on the floor is a system and um, how we inventory, it's a system. And so I was learning all these systems from these retail companies. And I just, I was so good at it. Every year I would just crush the sales numbers. I had uh, the highest retention rate for employees in the entire company. I just, people loved to work for me because they were highly successful and we all made a lot of money. And, but at the same time, I felt like what I was doing wasn't giving any purpose and meaning to people's lives. Like I could say to myself, well, when I sell people this lavender bubble bath, they're having a relaxing experience and I help them get more joy from that by also giving them you know, this hand cream that has Lingy Lang and lavender in it and it smells so good and it's amazing. But it really, that was just me telling, because like, you know, you get a small amount of joy from bubble bath. You do get some joy from it, but it's not going to change your life. And I was looking for something that I could do to own my own business, but also change people's lives and help them find happiness. Because I'm an incredibly optimistic, positive, outgoing, happy person. So that yoga had given that to me. And I wanted to share that with others. 
but I didn't make the connection at that time that that's what was going on. So when I, I got promoted at some point during my career and I, um, was in Phoenix, Arizona, and the closest yoga studio to me was called at one yoga and they taught vinyasa yoga. And I was familiar with vinyasa because at this point I'm following Sean Korn pretty religiously and like following her around the country and going to trainings with her. And just, I loved her style. It's very alignment based. It's very meditative. And I loved like what she said about love everyone. And if you can love your ex-husband, then you know, you're there, you know? And, um, which is kind of interesting because of the shift that she's recently taken Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the way that she like interacts with public figures. Um, and I, I kind of stopped following her because of that. I felt like it wasn't where the person that I had been following, but that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) So, um, anyhow, so I, Sean was, she had taught sometimes at at one. And so I go to this yoga studio called at one yoga in Phoenix, Arizona on Lincoln road. And the guy that there were four people that owned it. And one of the guys that owned it is the founder of spiritual gangster clothing line. But at that time he was just getting started. So we had some couple of t-shirts in there. (laughs) This was like a long time ago. I've been doing this for a really long time. I've been in this industry. So like, like 40 years almost. So, so I'm going to these classes and I'm looking at their studio and they have a system. When you sign up as a client, you get this packet. And in that packet, it has like, what are the different classes? And the classes have a system of different types of classes that you take depending on your level. And then they have a sales system for how they put you into different types of pricing modules based on your needs and, you know, upsells and all this. And I'm really familiar with this working in retail. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, you know, it's a low cost to start a yoga studio. You just need a floor and a speaker and some Mexican blankets. And we're just a few hours from Mexico. I can just drive over there and get them. And, and I was like, maybe I should open a yoga studio. So I decided that I wanted to open a yoga studio because I'm like, this combines my ideology for wanting to help people and really wanting to own my own business and have the freedom of being an entrepreneur and knowing that everything that I'm doing for L'Occitane, I could be doing for myself, you know? But like everyone else, I'm afraid. I'm like, I can't do that because every two weeks I'm getting a paycheck for $4,000. And that's after they're taking out 20% of my paycheck that's going into my retirement fund. I'm banking. I'm making a ton of money working for L'Occitane. And I know that every two weeks I'm going to get that paycheck. And, and, you know, like it's the square peg, square hole that they teach you. You, you, go, you graduate from high school, you go to college. You get a professional job and that's how you find success. And I got my condo on the water in Miami and I'm living, driving a brand new car with my Prada purse and everything's amazing. And I'm like, my life is so good. I can't possibly give that all up. Open a yoga studio because what if it fails? And the universe was like, you got to be careful what you put out into the universe because have you read the book, The Alchemist? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Right. So when you put out into the universe that you want something, the universe will conspire to make it happen. So in 2008, I get laid off. Now, I'm a saver. So I have two years of savings in my savings account. So I'm like, cool. I'm going to get my yoga teacher training. I'm teaching yoga on the beach. I'm just going to chill and do this until I get another job. Well, as you know, we went into a recession and retail got hit really hard. So two years later, I have another job. And I'm like, I should declare bankruptcy because I can't pay for my condo on the water. You know, mm-hmm. luckily my car was paid off. So I ended up losing everything. I lose my house. I lose most of my things. All I have left is my car. I'm living in my car. I go from living in a high rise condo on the water in Miami to living in my car in less than two years. Oh my gosh. And I decide, well, the end, I'm just going to commit suicide. And so I'm working 
two jobs to just try and make it. And I'm barely making, I'm working this retail job at night at this place called Lucy Activewear. And in the daytime, I'm teaching yoga at a school and I'm, and I'm working three times as hard as I ever had to make a fourth of the money. And I just can't keep up. And so I make this whole plan, like how I'm going to do it. I'm going to unalive myself and end it. And, um, I'm at work. It's a Sunday and I'm at Lucy Activewear in Aventura Mall. And I get this phone call from this girl and this was back kind of before cell phones. And so she knew where I worked and she called me at work and she said, Angelica, to ask you this, I know you don't know me very well, but I go to your yoga studio that you go to, that I was teaching at. I was teaching at this yoga studio in Miami Shores. She's like, and I don't know who to turn to, but my boyfriend's beating me up and I need a place to go tonight can you help me? Are you doing anything? And I'm like, well, I was going to kill myself tonight, but I guess not now. So, so I, was like, I was like, okay, I'll come over and get you after I get off of work at five o'clock. So I'm alive because of that woman, like spirit, God, universe, divine, whatever it is that you believe in, like intervened that day, you know? And so um, this is all like happening around the same time. So then I, after that, I end up losing my house, moving into my car, like things just can progressively get worse, but it's kind of one of those things where when you aren't living your true purpose, the universe will keep taking away things until you realize what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Like I had a destiny to change people's lives through the practice of yoga. And I wasn't living that destiny. And so the universe was like, you are supposed to be doing this. So I'm going to keep taking away things from you until you figure it out, you know, and I'm still trying to get a retail job, you know, so <laughs> put my resume out there. People are telling me you're overqualified. We can't hire you, you know, and I'm like, I just need to pay my bills. So, um, so I decide, well, I've lost everything now. I have nothing left to lose. I'm going to, me and my dog are going to get in my car. We're going to drive to Las Vegas, which is where I wanted to live anyway. I didn't really care for Miami and I wanted to be back in Vegas. And so I was like, and we're going to open a yoga studio. Just see how it goes. Just see how it goes. Cause I can't lose anything more, mm. you know? And I think back to that, that day. And I think about like, if I had ended it all, then the thousands of people that I would not have met. The people whose lives have been changed now, because I get to Vegas and it didn't happen right away. It took another two years to find a location, but that's also a really magical story of how that happened. And, and I like, and how I got the money to open the studio is a pretty magic story too. It's pretty funny, but <laughs> I won the money in a poker game. <laughs> oh my goodness. I go to, I go, I just decided I'm going to drive to Vegas, you know, and everything unfolded for me. Once I got back on the path of what my destiny was, it all unfolded for me easily. And I didn't have to work at it. I was no longer depressed. I wasn't sad anymore. Things were just happening and the right people were coming into my path because I let go and let God, you know, like, however you want to say that. And ever, all of us has a different conception of, of spirit and divine and the force or whatever it is that you call it. I just use the word God because it's easier, but that when I let go and let that force move through me, I was able to really connect with the people that I was meant to connect with and start to live my purpose. And I was profoundly and deeply happy because of that. And it wasn't the yoga asana that did that. It was the yoga principles the, I, the yamas and the niyamas and living in such a way that was in alignment with a higher purpose. So I moved to Vegas and I start teaching yoga all over town. And I, I mean, I recommend this to anyone. If I know a lot of people coming out of 200 hour teacher trainings right now that do not feel comfortable teaching. And I understand because you probably took a training that didn't teach you how to sequence. They taught you a sequence, if at all, and mm -hmm. they didn't teach you how to teach. They didn't ever make you teach in that training. 
people take my 200, my online 200 hour teacher training, not my in-person, but the online one, both of them, you have to teach a ton. Mm. Like, but even in the online one, you teach seven mini classes and two full classes before you can ever even graduate. And what one of your classes has, you have to go and find people to teach to. Now I hold your hand the whole way. And I encourage you and help you and give you great tips and ideas on how to do that. And everyone's been very successful. I have somebody that started in January. She already has her own yoga studio now. Mm, like, oh my gosh. She, she had only taken two yoga classes before taking my teacher training and they were booty yoga. They weren't even real yoga. And she, they were like that exercise yoga that people are doing now. And, um, and she took my training is so comprehensive that she took the training. And then at the end, she was able to open her own yoga studio and I'm still mentoring her, but it, a lot, not, my training is a statistical outlier. There, there aren't like, I have, de- my life is dedicated to the practice of yoga and helping people live their dream through yoga. Mm-hmm. And so my training is just absolutely comprehensive. I'm going to overgive to you. I think that all relationships should be unequal. They, what you give me in dollars, I want to give you five times more than you expected. Uh, over giving, it should be uneven on your side. You are getting way more than I'm giving you, you know, like, or I'm sorry. Yeah. You're getting way more than you paid for. I don't, I just said that wrong, but you know, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, get, I'm just getting really excited. So I just want to, I, when I, whenever I do something, I want to over deliver. That's the word yeah. that I'm looking for. And I think that we should all be like that when, yeah. when you're teaching yoga and you're out there and you're starting to teach people, you've got to over deliver. You know, I'm working, I'm teaching at 24 hour fitness when I first started in Vegas and I'm going around to all these 24 hour fitness all over the city, driving all over, you know, and, mm-hmm. but I'm bringing with me this huge bag of props and this huge bag of like electric candles and, and incense. And I, every week I'm making a playlist and I got a website that I set up that I have my playlist on so that people can connect with the songs. I make a new sequence every week. I write it out. I put it on the website so that people can see it. I'm like, I have an email list going for clients at the gym. It's not even my clients. They're not (laughs) even paying me. The gym is paying me $22 a class to go in there these people, but the students fall in love with me. So like 65, 75 people coming to my classes at the gym. They're like just getting crammed in. People are following me all over the city to take my class because I'm over delivering always. And that's how, if you're teaching yoga, you've got to take every single job you can. It does not matter what they pay you. I had somebody a long time ago that took my very first yoga teacher training. And I set everybody up with these free classes at Lululemon. And you could go to Lululemon and teach and um, you taught for free, but you met all these people and it was like context in my Mm -hmm. mind, right? But she was like, no, I don't do anything unless I get paid for it. And I'm like, well, that's really dumb because you're an independent <laughs> contractor. And yeah, as you're first getting started, it's like you're getting you're getting paid in experience. There's there's still energy after. being exchanged. Yeah. Even after you're first getting started, I would still go and do that now. Yeah. It's contacts. Mm-hmm. People would come and I would say, "Here, get my email list. Mm-hmm. I'll send you an email." And now they're on my email list. I had people that came to my yoga class in 2009 at Lululemon and they went to my yoga studio the whole time I owned it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I believe it. I more than made that money back over and over and over. Absolutely. And all the different bodies you get to work with when you're new, you've got to work with a lot of bodies. You've got to work with a lot of different people. You got to see how different people act and how they react and how they do things. And the other thing is there's a lot of this imposter syndrome going on right now. And you know, the thing is, I honestly cannot identify with that because it's hard for me because I know a lot of people that I work with have that. It's just not something I've ever had. I, if I want to do something, I'm like, well, other people have done it. You know, like when I built my second yoga studio, I couldn't really afford to have a build out crew come in. And I'm like, well, it's just a pop and click floor. I think if we watch it on YouTube, 
we'll be able to do it. And my, my assistant and I, in 21 days, did the entire build out for the new yoga studio from a gray box, which if you don't know what that is, it's just like a gray floor, cement floor with white walls, no lighting. I did not do the electric. I hired someone to come and do the electric because that's above my understanding level. And you have to have that to a code. Yes. But everything else I did, like laid the floors, we painted the walls, we set up all the dividers. Like we, you know, we, we did everything. We put in the new toilet, like, you know, because we just learned it on YouTube. So I always think if somebody else has done it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if, if you're listening to this right now, and the only thing that you hear is if someone else has done it, you can do it too. believe in yourself, then please take that nugget of wisdom. You are never an imposter. Spirit God universe did not put you on this planet and give you that idea for you to not be good enough at it. Oh, I so like, agree with that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anything you want to do, you can do. So, yeah. So like, so you, from this incredible amount of energy and drive and figure it outness that you have is, I'm not even <laughs> sure if that's a word, <laughs> but like to figure it out, but figure it outness, we'll use it. So you have all of this just kind of like in your backpack and you took that not only from building studios from, you know, moving in your car with your dog from Miami to Las Vegas, two years later, you have studios. You've now since sold those studios and now you've built a whole nother version of your business, which is completely online. So tell us about that. So I owned the studio for 10 years uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's called Sin City Yoga. I sold it to a couple of my students. They're still there. It's very close to the strip. If you're ever in Las Vegas, I highly suggest stopping by. They're wonderful, nice people. Most of the teachers there are still people that worked for me. They're really nice people. They're, uh, it's a wonderful experience. The whole goal was to make Las Vegas, like to make that yoga studio a sanctuary for people that were in Las Vegas to experience happiness and love. And I had this little um, vinyl put on the window that says the happiest yoga studio in Las Vegas. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, cause I, the, my competitor said the premier yoga studio in Las Vegas. And I was like, well, who gave her that? Who told her she was the premier studio? And then I realized nobody, she told herself that. And I was like, all right, wait a minute. What can I be? So I was like the happiest yoga studio in Las it. Vegas. That's way better than premier. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Who wants to be premier when you can be happy? So, uh-huh. But the thing is, and this is just the way that I am, because I learned from the experience of being forced to leave L'Occitane and then opening my own studio that I built this career in retail and I became very wealthy doing it. And then I lost everything. And then I rebuilt myself. And in the time that I owned the studio, not from the sale of the studio, but owning the studio alone, I made over a million dollars. And so I I just don't want to say one thing is a million dollars is not as much money as you think it is. Yeah, really fast in studio terms. It's pretty good, (laughs) but yes, but in today's world, (laughs) like to live it, like to live your life, you know, you got to keep making more. So, um, anyhow, but, but I mean, it's still like a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. So, um, and that's not from the sale. That's from actual revenue over the time, you know, but then there's payroll and stuff you have to pay. Like the studio grows that that's not my net. Mm-hmm. So, but I did keep expenses down again. That's a whole nother conversation about how to run a yoga studio. And in my 300 hour yoga teacher training, I go over that in depth. Like mm-hmm. I teach, I do not hold back. I teach everybody everything. I want people to be really successful. So yeah. I teach everything about managing a, a PL, a profit and loss statement, like how to get your studio to a profitable part. What's a good expense? What's not a good expense? Do you make them independent contractors or employees? Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of both? you know, all that stuff. I have a whole module in my 300 hour on how to open a yoga studio. Um, and I do help people with that because there you can be profitable or you can be not profitable. And just a big old studio does not necessarily mean profit. Mm-hmm. So I own the studio for this time period. And I'm like, well, I'm that like not feeling really happy point again. And I'm noticing that I'm eating a lot and not exercising as much, not really taking care of myself, watching a lot of Netflix, and I'm not feeling inspired anymore. My studio is making a ton of money. My yoga teacher trainings are selling out, getting more members every, every day. I open another studio, build it out. This time I pay somebody to do the floor. 
because it was worth the ten thousand dollars to have somebody else do that and <laughs> who knew it was actually a little bit hard but whatever that floor is still there today um so so I'm like I want to do something different I don't want to do this anymore even though I'm making good money and everything's great, I knew from my prior experience that I'm capable of really great things if I put my mind to it. See, we all are. We just don't know that. And so when we remember that, when we remember that we're capable of really great things, if we just put in the work and we put our mind to it, it has to be in the mind first. The mind has to say, I'm capable of it. And mm-hmm. then the body has to follow. Let the mind go and the body will follow. So. I decide to sell the studio and my whole staff is shocked. My clients are shocked. Everybody's like, I can't believe you're doing it. Why would you do this? You know, I'm like, I just want more. I don't want to do the same thing. My whole life, life is short. I want to enjoy it. I want to do as many things as possible. I want to have as many experiences possible. So I go to this conference with this guy called Grant Cardone. I go to this 10 X growth conference and I see all these people there making a ton of money online and reaching way more customers. So like when you're online, you're not people in Las Vegas, Nevada, you're reaching the people in the world. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could reach so many more people with my message of creating happiness through the practice of yoga. I want to do that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to sell my business. I'm going to go online. But what happens is when you have a lot of money, you get lazy. Same pattern happened when I left L'Occitane. I didn't work for two years after I sold the studio. And now it's 2020. And I'm like, well, I'm running out of money again. (laughs) I I have some, I have investments now. I learned from my mistake on that. (laughs) But, you know, we buy a sailboat. We're just like living life. And, um, I'm like, you know, I also am not feeling fulfilled again. I'm feeling like not making any change in anybody's life. I'm doing all these things for myself, but I'm a person who thrives on service to others. Like I'm only feeling good if I'm helping other people. That's the only time I'm feeling really peak in my life is when I'm helping other people. So I'm like, all right, how can I go back to helping people? What can I do? And as we all know, something happened in early 2020 that changed all of our lives. And all of a sudden, Yoga Alliance was like, you can do yoga teacher training online. And you'd never been able to do that before and get Yoga Alliance certified. What I'm really good at, teaching people how to become yoga teachers. That's like what my wheelhouse is. Like, you know, we all have like different things as yoga teachers that we're great at. And I'm really good at teaching people how to be fantastic teachers. I mean, people have got my training. They've gone on to open studios. They've gone on to open um, uh, nonprofits. Um, They're trauma recovery yoga. I don't know if you've heard of them. That started in my studio. Um, They're like the Las Vegas community center. Um, The, um, the, there's a type of yoga um, called comedic yoga. It's like a Afro centered yoga that started in Egypt. The studio for that started in my studio, you know, wow. like all these yeah. like really cool life-changing things started in my studio and all these different people. So, and it's all from me mentoring yoga teachers to be better teachers. And the conduit through which I do that is in the yoga Alliance form of 200 hour and 300 hour. But I also have a mastermind that I work with just a very few people who by request, you know, that already have their 200 or their 300 or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I include all that in the 300 and the 200, but you know, some people they want to work separately. And so I do, and I help them with that, but that's what I really shine at. And then when this happened in 2020, all of a sudden what I was good at, I could do online. Hmm. So I create an online yoga teacher training. The 200 came first and then the 300. And um, well, first I actually just started working with people in the mastermind and then, then did the 200 and the 300. And now I have like hundreds and hundreds of over 500 hours of recorded content. And the way I meet, so I, at first I did like everybody else did, right? You have this course, you take the course and you send me your information and I graduate you. 
but that wasn't working. It wasn't working for two reasons. One, when you take an online course and it has an unlimited time for you to finish it, 99% of the people will never finish. They just won't. People need to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. They need to be reassured. They need to be told that they're on the right path. That's what most people need. And uh, so I found that my first program had a really low graduation rate. And in turn, I felt bad because, you know, the money comes second, second, like you can be making a ton of money, but if you don't feel good and you're not helping people, at least for me, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. If I want to just make money, I'm really good at retail. I can go back and be a district manager for somebody, you know, like I'm good at that. I'm great at sales, you know, but but I don't want to just make money. I want to change people's lives. I want people Mm -hmm. to be happy, you know? And so I want to be challenged. And so I was like, this doesn't work for me either. So I took like six months off again because I didn't like that way of teaching yoga teacher training. And then it came to me one day early in the morning, which is the best time for me. Everybody has a peak time of the day. For me, it's like the moment my eyes open Mm. and I'm like, okay, this idea. And I just start writing it down. And I was like, what if I worked with less people, but I gave them a higher level of service? And what if I took the same program that I taught in person, made it more comprehensive and did it online? Mm. So now I do a 10 week, 200 hour teacher training and a 15 week, 300 hour teacher training. So you're spending about 20 hours a week doing your work, your, between your, your content online and meeting with me. And I meet with clients individually one-on-one. Wow. So when people come to the zoom class. It's just me and them. Now this means I can only take on a number of a limited number of clients. And it means that I, my, the amount of money I can make is capped off, but the benefit in my happiness and fulfillment and the change in the client's like actually graduating and living their dream is way higher. Right. Filled with happiness all the time. And I'm feeling good. And what I, I called up all these clients that never finished. And I was like, Hey, do you want to take my new training for free? I'm not going to charge you. Yeah. I just really want you to graduate. You'd already paid me for that other training and it didn't work out for you. And it didn't work out for me. And I didn't like it. So if you want to, I'll have you come over to my new training and all but one of them graduated. Oh, that's incredible. And the one person who didn't graduate the first week, she was like, you know what? I actually don't want to teach yoga. I don't, I don't want to do this. I just decided now that I realize, like you, cause I make people actually teach their first week to real people. <laughs> and yeah. she was like, I just, nope. I actually don't want to, I actually don't want to teach to people now. And, and so that saved us all a bunch of time, mm-hmm. but everyone else, is already got jobs teaching yoga. They're Amazing. already making money teaching yoga, every single one of them. And they all went through the program were successful. So the one-on-one model works really well for me. And it works really well for the students that I work with. And I find that a lot of people want to be certified online because they're maybe too intimidated to go into a studio. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different reasons. Like one, they want to work with me specifically because I have a wealth of experience and knowledge and, and I'm freely giving of that. And once you become my client, you're like my friend for life. You're never, we're never letting go. We're never letting go. I'm never letting go unless you want to be let go. (laughs) And then I might still knock on your door. So, but (laughs) if you have a question for me, I'm always going to answer it. You know, like 10, 10 years down the road, I'm still talking to people that I, that certified with me and they might be like, Hey, you want to do this? Or we collab with each other. Mm. I collaborate a lot with past students. So, but this one-on-one model just really works for me and it works really well for my clients. And I've seen them get a lot of success. It means less money, but it also means more fulfillment. So what, what do you really want out of life? Like you can, I've made a lot of money. You can make a lot of money and still feel deeply unfulfilled. And I know that that sounds crazy. And I will admit that having money is easier than not having money because Mm -hmm. then you don't have to worry about little things. Like if you get a flat tire, it's not like, oh my God, I got a flat tire. You know, right. like, we'll just buy new tires. It's fine. You know, so that 
like that does take away problems. I'm not, I'm not naive to that, but I think that there has to be at the core of everything that we're doing, there has to be service. There has to be purpose. There's nothing wrong with making money. A lot of people will say like, you can't mix spirituality and money. I don't believe in that. I, I believe that the money is an energy exchange. When I'm teaching someone, I don't want them to pay me in avocados because I can't do anything with avocados. You know, like I can put them on my salad. I can make a, a chocolate pudding with avocados, but I can't really do anything with avocados. But with the money, I can pay for an oil change on my car. And that's a service that I do need that then transmits that energy to the guy that changed my oil, who now uses that money to pay for his kid's soccer team you know, and then Mm -hmm. his kid gets enjoyment out of that, who then inspires another kid who decides to play soccer, who then becomes a soccer star and inspires millions of lives, you know, like it all, like, it's not, we can't think about it as a paper, right? Money is an energy exchange. It's just the conduit through which we exchange it. And the Mm -hmm. yoga sutras say that you have to take care of yourself first, before you can take care of other people. And that includes financially. So I don't have, I don't have an unhealthy relationship with money. I have a very healthy relationship. I encourage that for all of the people who work with me and all of you listening out there too. Like we've got to get rid of this dogma. Like stop trying to pretend like we're some kind of traditional yoga. Like, yeah, like learn the traditions. I make people learn Sanskrit. I make people learn where yoga comes from. We talk about Patabi Joy. We talk about Krishnamacharya. We talk about Yogi Bhajan. We talk about the yoga sutras. Everybody has to do the Patanjali's yoga sutras. For sure, learn their traditions. I have studied in India. I have traveled extensively in India. I agree with that. I think that we should honor their traditions. But let's not pretend that what we're teaching here in the United States or in Europe is what they teach in India. The yoga that we teach here is nothing like that. It Mm -hmm. has been changed so dramatically. If you were going to do the yoga that they teach in India, we would all be vegan. Every single last one of us, we would not ever put any meat into our bodies, you know? Right. And there isn't sequence. It's like a weird thing. They're not doing sequence. They're like doing weird things. It's a totally different kind of movement thing. The yoga that we do, even Ashtanga was created for Westerners mm-hmm. to make money off of them. Mm-hmm. Iyengar and Patabi Joy just wanted to make money on us. Mm -hmm. I mean, they wanted to spread their word and they had, you know, they're, you know, and there's controversial things that have come out about Patabi Joy and some adjustments that were not appropriate. And I've heard of, I've heard of people getting those. I know people that got uncomfortable adjustments from him. So I'm not naive to that either. Um, Thankfully, nothing like that with Iyengar. So, you know, they did want, they had the desire to help people, but they also had the desire to be wealthy Mm -hmm. and they knew that they could make money off of Westerners. So I think that with, what we're doing is a profession in the United States and it, there's nothing wrong with it. There's so much, it's like Brene, talk, Brene Brown talks about shame. Mm. There's so much shame. She's from, te- she's a Texan. Yeah, she is. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm an honorary Texan. I'm really a Nevadan, but I'm an we'll honorary keep you. Texan. Yeah. I live there. So <laughs> on my boat, um, but, but she talks a lot about shame and she talks about how shame is like the biggest thing for all of us. And so when we feel shame around money, we certainly can't attract it. Right. You know, we've got to, we've got to embrace it. And if Um, we're not paid, you know, if we can't pay our bills or get the oil change or the tires or, you know, just basic essentials, the yoga doesn't continue on. We can't continue to share it because we don't have a, you know, we don't have our basic essentials and needs met. So then we have to get those met. And the yoga message from our ripple effect stops. So we, right. we have to get paid. That's just, it's, we, ha- that's we have it. to, right. Yeah. We cannot continue making that ripple. We can't pass it on if we don't take care of ourselves first. Amen. So, you know, <laughs> just to, to digress into that, you know, a little bit of that, because it's important. And I think people don't have a good relationship with money yeah. and they, they feel dirty about it and they feel like, oh, it's spiritual. You can't connect with money, but but you can't because you got to think of money as everything. Either everything is spiritual or nothing is spiritual. Mm, yes, I so agree. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, but yeah. So you're That's working. You yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm like, amen. I'm always. I'm like, no, we <laughs> we got to get you charging. I need you to make some money. 
let's, <laughs> let's start turning on the faucet a little bit, but yeah, like, so you're, you're teaching one, one-to-one teacher trainings, which I just think is like genius. It's, it's actually we're talking about it's different yoga that we teach and practice here, but we're honestly kind of coming back around to the traditions where yoga was shared one-to-one. And so I just, I love that you're doing that. The transformation is clear. Like people are graduating, people are getting jobs or opening studios. They're impacting masses that may not have had yoga or yoga that actually made sense for them. Like it's obviously working. So I love when my clients want to work one-to-one. So what kind of, what kind of advice do you have for somebody who's wanting to, to start doing one-to-one stuff, maybe even virtually, what, what kind of tips do you have for them if they're listening? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, just try it out, you know, just try it. It might not be for you. It might be for you. You don't, I think that's the thing that like, we're so afraid of failure and there's in my mind, there's no such thing as failure. There's like, there's, wins and there's learning experiences. Mm. And I had, I actually, I've been a little bit frustrated with TikTok and my, my TikTok coach, I was like, I keep trying things and no one's following me on here. And he's like, try more things, try more things. And I was like, yeah, you're right. All right. Duh. All right. I'll try more things because that's, it's like, just keep trying eventually, if you keep trying, you will figure out what you're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. You will figure out if you're meant to be working one-on-one or meant to be working in a group, or if you're meant to be working in person or you're meant to be working online. I just kept trying until I found what I liked. That's all. Just keep trying. And then I was like, oh, this works for me. This yeah. is my, this is my format. You know, we meet on zoom. I upload it to a unlisted playlist. You get that forever. You get to keep our, our meetings forever. I don't give people access to my program forever. I don't take it away, but they can have it as long as I'm paying for it, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep paying for the program forever because I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to do something different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but they always get to keep their zoom calls forever, you know? And, and it helps me to really narrow down what it is that each individual needs to be successful because there's a lot inside of my brain and I've had a ton of experiences and I'm able to help a lot of different people realize their dream of being a a thriving yoga teacher but everybody's going to be different and what I found for me on group classes was that people just sat there and said nothing Mm -hmm. and I'm like Bueller 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 you know, and then if you guys, maybe I'm older, maybe, you know, Ferris Bueller, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Of course. So, uh, and, but one-on-one, you can't hide. You have to talk to me. And it helps for people who are suffering from this imposter syndrome, or maybe don't feel confident because it's just you and me looking at this stuff. It's just you and me. We're looking at it together. And my philosophy on everything is 10 positives and one non-effective. So 10 effectives, one non-effective, because if I say to you, um, we could maybe take and give the, the client more props in this by, you know, using the blocks differently, like maybe not do it in the way in which we did there, but try a different direction on that. People take any kind of non-effective feedback as negative. Mm. And so we have to combat that with 10 positives because people's feelings are easily hurt. And that's Mm -hmm. just kind of the way life, like that's just kind of way we're wired. Mm -hmm. And so I try to like, when I try to then give 10 effective things and be like, okay, well, this is effective. Your sound was great. You know, the position of your camera was good. The um, adjustment you did with the two fingers was great. I'm glad that you used that Sanskrit. When you said Paschimottanasana, you said it correctly. And then you told the story of Paschimottanasana, the intense Western stress and where that came from. And that was fantastic. That's phenomenal. Students really enjoy hearing the stories of how yoga poses happen. It seems like you were really focused on your student there. Now we've completely forgotten about any negativity and we're like, oh yeah, I can use my block different though but I'm good. When people get off of a call with me, they feel better every time. I feel better every time. Nobody feels bad. And that's the most important thing. When I was doing it where it was just work at your own pace and watch the videos, we both felt bad Mm because nobody was finishing, you know, and then the imposter syndrome grows. Also, 
you know, when you're in person, you can notice these things as a teacher and you can see like, okay, that person is starting to doubt themselves. I would say that 90% of my job is teaching people how to believe in themselves. Mm, yes. You know, so true. Yeah. I love do that. Do you listen to, do you listen to Bob Proctor? I don't, but maybe I should. Oh, <laughs> you'll have to share that. <laughs> send it to you on Instagram. Um, <laughs> But uh, just go onto YouTube and type in Bob, Bob Proctor. Okay. I particularly like the abundance meditation. And I listen to, uh, his, he has an, there's an eight hour from the Bob Proctor Institute. There's an eight hour thing where he just repeats uh, over and over about abundance. And I listen mm. to it on my, my ear pods while I sleep. Oh, um, that's nice. And it just, it, it goes into the alpha part of your brain where you're most receptive to programming. And it programs you to be like more positive and more focused on solutions, mm. always focusing on solutions. How can I do this better? How can I help more people? How can I be more effective? How can I make this a better class? How can I reach more people? How can I get more gigs? How can I uh, assist more clients? How can I find people that, you know, it just always asking the question of how can I get better at this? How can I do more? How, you know, mm-hmm. Because we, it's not just try once and then quit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and expecting that we're not going to be perfect. I can't, I make my, my people, my, my class wasn't perfect on and my editing was bad. I'm like, just send it. It's not meant to be perfect the first time. You weren't born knowing how to use iMovie. <laughs> you know, you got to take a tutorial on it. I wouldn't consider myself an iMovie expert, but I can definitely edit a video. And I let that stop me for a really long time. I remember back in 2008, I'm watching Keno McGregor and Tara Styles with all their YouTube videos every morning. I'm into it. And I'm like, I want to do a YouTube channel, but I'm not good at editing. I can't do it. Mm. And so then I said, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this live thing, this thing called Periscope. You remember when that came oh, out? Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's like 2008. 13 or 2014, I'm teaching a yoga teacher training in Costa Rica. I set up my Periscope and I got it all set up. I tell all my friends, I'm going to be on Periscope. I'm going to do this. I'm going to teach this class live in Costa Rica. I'm gonna be on there at this time. My competitors know about it. My teachers know about it. My friends, my family. I set it up. I start it. I walk away. I teach the class. Afterwards, I'm all excited. I'm going to look at it, the recording, see what happens. Right? I look at it and thousands of what seemed like probably wasn't but seemed like thousands of comments from all over the world look at that yoga teacher she's so fat how can she be teaching yoga she's fatter than the students and I let that those trolls stop me from being online I was I did not teach yoga online on YouTube or anything again until two years ago because oh, of that. And I desperately wanted that, but I was so afraid of being made fun of or told that I was fat or I was ugly or whatever. And I have to tell you, that was a mistake. Like now people say all kinds of terrible mean things to me on a regular basis. And I just, I'm like, eh, whatever, you're not doing it. You know, like right. you're not <laughs> out there. You're not making it. You don't know how hard it is to learn cap cut at 47. You know, like you're not trying to figure out TikTok when you're almost 50, you know, like whatever I'm doing great. And my stuff is pretty, it's like, some of my reels are pretty badass. I got to say like, they're pretty amazing. And if you haven't seen them, I've shot some recent ones in the Nevada desert and they look really cool. And my sound is great. And my captions are very engaging and fun. So I don't just use the regular captions. I like to do all the editing. So I'm doing a better job than some 20 year olds that I know. So anyhow, thing is I really wish that I hadn't let that bother me. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you want to live your dream, whatever it is, there is always going to be people that are going to put you down. And the, they, if you don't have those people, you haven't reached enough people yet. If you don't have people that are putting you down on social media, you have not reached enough people yet yep. because you've got to make some people angry to know that you're there. So every time I get one, I'm like, yeah, because that means that I've reached thousands of people who are interested in what I have to say, because one person who wasn't interested 
said something because mm. there's always thousands of positive people in outside of you know the one disinterested mm-hmm. there's always like a lot of people that are interested so you know you're on your way mm-hmm. if you hit the people that aren't interested yeah. so I wish now that looking back that I had known that that I had had that knowledge you know and it's also good so- for the algorithm yeah, I mean, definitely. Oh, it's always on the algorithm. But I just, I actually am so glad that you shared that because even though there may be some feelings on your side, you're like, ah, oh, it stopped me. Like it blocked me from the potential of what could have been going on those, those years before you hopped back online. But you're here today telling me and everybody who's listening the story and we're learning from it. So I think, and I'm sure there's lots of other ripple effects from that very experience that are so positive. And so I'm just, I'm just glad that we got, we got to be reap the benefits from, (laughs) from that. So thank you. Well, thank you. And now I'm on YouTube. I teach people how to do YouTube. I'm on, I have a podcast. I, I have a Facebook group. I have an Instagram you know, I have two amazing online courses plus a mastermind, you know, like now I'm crushing life. Yeah. Now I'm crushing life. Whatever. Bring on the haters. Yes. So good. I know. I know. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of like, you have all that you're just telling us all your amazing stuff. So what, tell us how to find all of you, all of those things, YouTube, one of all your handles. Yoga liberty. It's Perfect. like a celebrity only yoga. <laughs> Because it's ironic because there's no such thing as a yoga celebrity. I've been calling myself that for like 15 years. It's awesome. (laughs) Yoga liberty, like a celebrity. Yoga on all the platforms. On everything. On TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, um, and on um my podcast. And so yeah, I, I, um, I kind of wish now looking back on it, I just used my name, but you know, it is what it is. And now I'm not everywhere. It's just, I'm not going to go back and change it. Not at this point. It's so good though. <laughs> like, I, I think it's awesome. And so do you have any opportunities to work with you coming up that you'd like to let everyone know about? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you send me a DM, any anywhere um you first of all you can get into my facebook book group for my facebook group um for free you can friend me on facebook just look me up angelica govert uh you can follow me on instagram you can shoot me a dm there and um let me know that you're interested in taking yoga teacher training um either the 200 the 300 or if you have those and you want to just work with me you can be in my mastermind as well um just send me a dm and we'll I'm, I always, I'm happy to meet with anybody too. And just like meet up with them on a, on a zoom for like 30 minutes or so. And just talk about how can I help you? If I can help you not trying to sell you anything, you know, and just see if it's something that, that you would be interested in. Um, if you want to just go straight to the website, you can go to www.yogateachertraining.yoga. Perfect. Yeah. So and we'll put all the links in the show notes too. So people can reach out and follow you and check yeah. out those amazing new reels that you just mentioned. Yeah. yeah <laughs> my reels. I'm going to film some more reels tonight. I actually, yeah. I also am teaching. I'm the yoga teacher for high carb Hannah. I don't know if you are familiar with uh-huh. her. Yes. So she has a program called the monthly menu and it's, um, you, you get, she like makes a meal plan for you every month and she's a phenomenal, wonderful human being. I love her. And her husband asked me to teach the yoga portion of their monthly meal plan. So I, uh, every month you included in that, you get a yoga class with me. Cool. Okay. We'll definitely include that as well. That's an incredible offer. So good. Yeah. That's so many things. I know. know. (laughs) Like, how is this happening? Like, how, like, how did the universe just be like, like, here you go. You wanted to work online. So now you are, mm-hmm. you said yes. So that's what happens. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much. This chat was so much fun. I had a blast yeah, I really enjoyed it. and I can't wait to post it. Thanks again. Thank you for having me on. And I really appreciate you. I'm glad to connect. Likewise.
Okay. How incredible was that? My goodness. She is just so generous with all of her knowledge and her experience. And it's really one of the most incredible stories that I've heard lately. I'm so glad that you got to listen. Definitely go give her a follow on all the platforms at Yoga Liberty. It's Y-O-G-A-L-E-B-R-I-T-Y on all the platforms, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and her podcast over on Apple Podcast give her a follow and stay tuned. She's got some really amazing stuff. And if you're interested in working with her one-to-one, don't hesitate. That's an incredible offer. And I'm not sure if anybody else is doing this. So if you really thrive in a one-to-one environment, you're ready to teach or you're ready to take your teaching practice to the next level, go give her a follow. I hope that you love this episode as much as I did. Send me a DM and give me any of your thoughts on what we had to say and what we had to talk about today. I would love to hear about it. You can follow me and send me a message at jessicacross.co on Instagram. I hope you have a beautiful day. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Mat podcast and give yourself some gratitude for taking action in your wellness business journey. Please share this episode with someone you know who could use a fresh dose of inspiration. And we'd be thrilled if you would rate, review, and subscribe to Marketing Off The Mat on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to share an idea with Jessica? DM her at jessicacross.co on Instagram to continue the conversation or find out how she can help you take the next right step in your business. Until next time, stay inspired and keep showing up.